line but that's what i sang while you were away in wrestlemania can you hear me across the atlantic <laughs> and the us am i coming in loud and clear yeah yeah um it's actually clearer than uh, i imagine mark I'm, it's almost like you're right in front of me funny that <laughs> are we gonna go into that right away i think we'd better address okay. it so we said <laughs> oh hello everyone uh, by the way we we said in our Wrestlemania preview podcast that we would be coming live from LA. One of us did. <laughs> yes. One of us um, managed to talk for, what was it, 45 minutes? I think it was about half an hour because I had to get on a bus to Wrestlemania, so we cut it down to a decent time. But, but at the beginning of that conversation, we had some technical difficulties because I could barely hear you. And you said you sounded fine from your end, and we pressed record, but because we were having some technical issues, you then came out with the fateful words, why don't you just stop the recording and then start it again and see how it it goes? I'm not blaming you, I know you're going to say I'm I'm not blaming you, but then I did do that. I stopped the recording and then didn't press record again. So I was chattering away to you, listening to you, talking about all the matches throwing in my juicy one-liners and uh, all that is now gone it's gone my side's there yes your side's perfect <laughs> but it just doesn't make any sense no to put it out there without the other half of the conversation so yes. it will forever be lost in time like lost the speed episode in, oh yeah for those of you who haven't um listened to us before or missed that particular episode we Watch Speed as part of our date night series, and that has been lost to all of time. Still very, very sore about that. It's not funny. (sighs) And this wasn't funny either. I mean, I was good. I was so good. Because like you say, you were off to run for a bus. We had managed to sort it all out. We got the timings right. I thought, oh great, I can cobble this together over the next couple of days. I can, even if it sounds bad on your end, I'll do some weird stuff with the editing and it'll, I'll make it sound lovely and I'll get it out. And then, yeah, so you're back. I'm back. And we're doing a roundup live from our living room rather than live from LA, which is a little bit sad. But hey, it happens, doesn't it? LA is not as glamorous as you think <laughs> it's going to be, to be perfectly honest. This is probably more glamorous, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, it probably is, yeah. <laughs> so... I think what we should do is just talk about like just the city during WrestleMania as well, and then we'll go on to the actual events that I went to. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I was I was nodding. <laughs> yes, I was nodding. that doesn't work in an audio medium, honey. <laughs> yes, let's talk about LA. Yeah, because we didn't get much chance to do that on the episode that will never be. So yeah, go out and tell us about LA. So I mean, <clears throat> LA was never like one of my favourite cities to visit anyway. Like it was never one that I would pick out. Lineup. I've never been there before, but obviously there's a lot of Hollywood stuff there, there's a lot of filming locations, but I was stopping in downtown LA and I think downtown LA, as it as I was told on the you know the map on the thing, on the plane when you come across? Yes. That scrolled through to a bit where it said, Downtown LA is having a renaissance and Oh. 
And I think where I was stopping is just on the edge of like Renaissance and still quite rough area. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't unusual to see a lot of people on the streets, things like that. LA has got a big problem with homeless and people who are down on the luck and people who um, going through quite a tough time. Once you walked across to the other side of downtown, like I didn't see as much of that at all. Um, But it is, it took me a little while just to get my head around it. Like when I walked, it's a mile from the station to my hotel and there is just lines and lines of tents, which is, it's tough to see. And, you know, people did tell me about this and they say, look, people just want to keep themselves to themselves. And that that is entirely the case. Like you would be spoken to by more people walking through Newcastle on a Saturday night than you would do walking through downtown LA. But it is, it, 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 it's, a, it's, it's a, it's a horrible sign mm. to see. Um, it's of, quite a, yeah. a cultural shock. Yes, when you're, absolutely. You're not used to Especially it. when there is so much wealth in the city mm. as well. You know, mm. you are seeing. Oh, it's Hollywood. <laughs> 30, 40 uh, high tower blocks mm. and luxury apartments. And then just a couple of doors away, there is just people sleeping on the streets, which, yeah, it it takes some getting used to. Obviously, it's my first WrestleMania, um, and I didn't quite understand just how much WrestleMania takes over a city. Because, like, all you see, like, 50% of people I saw on Saturday and Sunday had wrestling t-shirts on. Which is not normal in (laughs) in this country. In general, general life. Yeah, having such a niche hobby. Because, um, yeah, every time you spot someone, because there's, um, there's, there's someone, I, I won't name it, but there's a place that we go fairly frequently, and someone comes out at the same time as us and has a wrestling T-shirt on, doesn't he? And I'm always saying to you, go and talk to him in that way that like a parent would when their child's really into something and they find another child that also likes the same thing. Go and talk. Why don't you talk to him about wrestling? Because that'd be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, because it would be really, especially in that context as well, it would be really weird. Um, but yeah, you don't see, it is a niche thing and it's quite exciting, isn't it, when you spot someone who has something that's similar to your and interest. I th- and I think that is why people do wear wrestling T-shirts and why, you know, people wear wrestling people who are wrestling fans are more likely to wear a wrestling t-shirt than someone who is like the fan a fan of a band or something like that although it does quite fit in like if you like heavy metal music Mm -hmm. you tend to wear heavy metal t-shirts i think it's that sort of subculture and just sort of putting out there to other people i've never really been like that like i've never really felt the need to advertise it probably because people judge you a lot when you say you're a wrestling fan well no i think for you as well because and this i was thinking about this because you showed me you came home with a t-shirt yes and i thought oh that will never get worn and then you showed me your slideshow of all your um photographs from la and there you were wearing it at the event and i was really surprised because you are just not someone who wears any sort of logo t-shirt or slogan t-shirt or so i don't think it's the it's the wrestlingness of it like i will wear so many film t-shirts and quite random ones as well or things with slogans on you've just never been that sort of person you're very sort of you will wear just a plain black t-shirt a plain navy blue t-shirt you've never gone for any sort of pattern so that's why i was surprised and i think that's part of it as well as you're just not a person who would wear but, uh, something with like a theme on the but front. But that's a practical issue mm. because I need to buy a t-shirt that's like an inch longer. Yes. Because yeah. I have a longer body. Yes. Um, being six foot four, so that's why. Mm. Because you can't go to. You, you know, um, what's the place you get all your t-shirts from? Oh, um, last exit. 
Yeah. To nowhere? Yeah, you can't get you can't get you can't get one there that's an inch and a half longer. Yeah, that's if true. If it was, yeah, I'd be yeah. all over it yeah. because it's literally like four shops in that yes. I know of that will sell these extra long t-shirts. Mm-hmm. So that's um, that's the reason why. But you did but, wear it, and did you feel because if you're going to of, do it yeah. ever, like might as well do it for WrestleMania. Yeah. Would you wear it? Again? Would you wear it now? Oh no! No, this is what I, I went to a local wrestling show last night and didn't wear it. You <laughs> yeah. know, like didn't wear a wrestling chair. Well, you see, that's the difference between you and me because I just would. I'd be wearing it to sort of like almost like say to everyone, "Oh, I've been," because then someone might come and talk to me about like, and they might have been, and yeah. But no, you you don't want to talk. <laughs> you don't want to talk, do you? You just one thing I would say is I'm more likely to buy to wear a North shirt. Yes. When I, I went, if I went now, to a yeah. different event, like, yeah. I kind of wish I bought a North hoodie and worn it to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I think people like people might understand that. But did, yeah, you saw someone, didn't you? Did I you saw someone that, uh, when I was queuing up for the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, someone was wearing a cultolic hoodie and mm-hmm. t-shirt. Yeah, and you know everyone's just chatting to each other, and I was, she was, I was like, oh, you. She was American, uh-huh. and um, yeah, she was like, "Oh, you live in Newcastle? <laughs> what, what is a Greg's?" I was like, oh, all right, yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm probably the one person who get, works all the, gets all the references that they make, but yeah, that's that. I, that's an easy one. I can, yeah. I can start with that. But yeah, also the other thing is you because it's not just WWE wrestlers that are in town. Like WrestleCon is in town, and it's kind of weird walking through like the event, just like oh, and there's the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase sat there. Oh, and there's Wardlow, who's a current AEW star, just sat there, just playing with his phone and waiting for people to come up and ask him for autographs and stuff like that. Oh, and there's the Tonga kid. Um, there's and, and you just see them like walking around. So we're queuing up for a taxi. You see them coming out with a little wheelie suitcase because they're finished for the weekend. And did you see someone? Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, running, like jogging. As oh well. yeah, yeah. Buddy Matthews mm-hmm. saw him walk, running in the street. Apparently, I missed um, LA Knight by who was a current WWE superstar. Um, I missed him in Denny's by about 10 minutes apparently which is frustrating when I went for my breakfast there um, because someone tagged like someone posted a photo like about half an hour later going oh I've just met LA Knight and I was like fuck (laughs) but yeah it's it is very weird it is very I can see why it's addictive to go to these Wrestlemania's because it is kind of like it's the turn the, the city into Disneyland for that that for that event that that weekend um yeah i can see how people like part of me part of me thinks oh like i've gone to the perfect wrestlemania because it was it is thought of as being one of the best wrestlemanias ever but then uh, like i picked the perfect one that was the one to go to but then another part of me does go can i get away with this every year (laughs) i know the answer is no well, no, when you came back, I said, oh, are you thinking about going next year? Because just thinking of the logistics, I wasn't, the answer wasn't no. The answer was, oh, well, it's in Philadelphia next year. Yes. So, you know, it's easy to jump on a plane and get over there. It's still a bloody long way. It is still a long way. It is a long way. <laughs> it's but still, it's still you, quite it is, expensive. It is gettable to, yeah, I think that's the main thing, isn't it? Like, yes. it, it was a lot of money, but it was money well spent. And it yeah, was meant to be a once in a light, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, but <laughs> it was meant to be like this one big event where you 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 got good stuff. You didn't scrimp on it, and yeah. you went and had a really good time. Absolutely. Um, but I 
I think once you have a really good time somewhere, you kind of want to re- keep repeating it, don't you? That's what I'm thinking. If it was me, I'd be like, oh, I'd really want to go and like see it next time and the next time. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the difference is I might want to go and do something different. Mm. Like, it might not be a WrestleMania. It might be, like, um, like AEW running a show at Wembley Stadium, which is uh, in August this year, and I'm really tempted to go down for that um, because that will be... That's got the potential to be, like, the biggest UK show of the well certainly of the year and and there'll be other uk shows like money in the bank is in the uk this year isn't it so there will be other things coming around yeah and there's also like an independent tournament that's run in germany each year where i'm like called i think it's called 16 karat gold um a company called wxw which is somehow affiliated with wwe because they appear they appear on like the WWE Network, but I think it might just be a sort of a business relationship at this point. Um, they run a like a, a two day tournament, um, in in some weird place in Germany that's not a place I'd heard of, Obenhausen. Which yeah, I mean, sorry to all our German fans. <laughs> <laughs> a weird place. I've never. No, but it, it's not like Berlin or Hamburg okay. or Cologne or anything like that. Mm. It's. I, mean, I don't even know it's a city but I don't know I've never I've never saw it's not it's not somewhere you necessarily hear from probably because like they don't have a um, oh it's just outside Dusseldorf by the way oh well there you go yeah <laughs> but, uh, between Dusseldorf and Dortmund but yeah it's not a place where you necessarily hear from it mm-hmm. probably because they don't have like a major football team which is probably how you how you know these things but yeah I'd love to do that and I think I'd probably prefer to do that than do a another Wrestlemania yeah the guy who sat next to is like who was lived in California, Ben. If you're listening, Ben, because I did mention the podcast and gave him the name, he didn't write it down. I don't think he'd, <laughs> I think he was being polite, but it was, it was a real nice guy to sit next to. I had a nice chat to him. He lived in San Diego, which is um, also in California, and he was like, "Oh, we had WrestleMania a few years ago." And I went to that, and then this is just down the road, so we thought we'd come. It's about a six hour drive, but now I'm thinking, yeah, I want to come every year. Yeah. Good luck sitting next to someone as cool as me, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, wow, never to be beaten. Yeah, but yeah, it is. It is probably the best atmosphere I've ever been to mm-hmm. at any kind of event ever, like concerts. Oh, it looked amazing. Events. I know I'm taking the mick about your slideshow, but <laughs> the pictures from within the stadium were just phenomenal. It it just the money, you know, it just. You could just see money pigging. Oh, ping, ping, ping. You know, it wasn't just that there was a screen in the sky. There were like, there was a screen in the sky on top of a screen on top of other things. You know, just the the feats of engineering yeah. to put it all together. And that wasn't even a major part of the production. Well, no, that's part of the, that screen. That is kind of an infinity loop mm-hmm. that goes around the outside. That's part of the stadium rather than something that... Do you really yeah, well, that's what up. I mean. Yeah. Like, it just... You just I mean, go, right, okay. It's where they're doing the opening ceremony to the Olympics that are in Los Angeles right. in 2028, I think it okay. is. Okay, well, I can understand why. Yeah, it's a beautiful stadium, and like every, like the seats were so comfy. Like, I had plenty of leg room, mm-hmm. bloody expensive for a beer. Like, oh, yeah. 16, 17 quid for a beer, just a can of beer. Dad, you, you asked me to guess how much you'd spent just on food and drink in the stadium, and... It was just ridiculous. The problem is now it's like now everyone's using contactless. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like real money. Well, it was like hundreds of pounds. Wasn't oh it? yeah, like, I spent three figures on food and drink over two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's all. Just a hot dog and a can of you know like 
Yeah, it's so like good. a hot dog was a hot dog was seventeen pounds for a hot dog, which is just ludicrous. It is. And then like I kind of like I ate it and it was fine. It was a fine hot dog. It, there was nothing to write up about. It certainly wasn't a seventeen pound hot dog. And then like I saw someone eating a pizza and I was like next day I was like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get a pizza because at least it'll fill me up and like because after my hot dog, I was like looking around LA trying to find somewhere to eat something at like ten o'clock at night because I was still hungry. <laughs> um, and yeah, so then I was like, oh, I found a pizza. God, it's gonna be like thirty quid, but like it's just a little, like a little personal pizza, but same price. Which seems like everything on the menu was probably nineteen quid, but there was only one little place that sold it, like because there's so many, like you, there's so many vendors and so many. Even in between them, there was like people walking around with like backpacks full of beer and stuff like that. Like you, people came down and people came down the aisles and like offering you a beer like um, from a backpack during wow. the event. Yeah, you know, like you know, like you see on like TV with yes. like uh, like sports yeah. games. I've only ever seen that once before, and that was when I went to see Bon Jovi at in Sunderland, <laughs> and they had people with little backpacks on with sort of like glasses. You know, they were decanting wine into little plastic glasses out of their backpack. I do, yeah, because Sunderland's twinned with Ella. It's not. No, it's not. Of course it's not. It's not. Oh, you're such a fibber. And I'm going, hmm, yes, yes. I'm sure it is thinking. I'm sure I didn't know that. I think the SoFi Stadium is quite different from the Stadium of Light. I think it's, got, it's quite different, yeah. But yeah, that it's, yeah, just as an event and a feat, like the, the set dressing mm. and just the, just everything going on is just, it's just awesome. Like it's, it's so much bigger than I thought it was going to be. Not just in like size, but in just feel. It, it everything feels special, and they really do make that thing of making it feel like the most important event you've ever been to. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I yeah. Should we go through some results? While yeah, I was just thinking about take us through night one. So night one. So starts off with the match that they were advertising like as the main thing on the poster for night one, which is um, Austin Theory defeating John Cena. John Cena brought out loads of Make-A-Wish kids at the beginning, um, and I cried. And then I saw the video for it, and then I cried as well. <laughs> and there was a little kid that was dressed as Hulk Hogan, yes. which was just really funny all the other ones were like had like John Cena merch on or Wrestlemania merch on but someone had actually dressed this kid with proper with beard and hair and everything as Hulk Hogan which was an interesting choice isn't it really these days <laughs> I mean WWE has forgotten about it so I think yes. therefore the people have mm. forgotten about it I'm surprised he wasn't there this this time actually because yeah. they normally wheel him out for stuff like this did you know that John Cena was going to be there was that sort of a, yes a, an, an acknowledged day right yeah. okay because it's going to be his last match, isn't it? Is that that right? His last WWE match, or that's will not they just been? That's him? not been confirmed at all. No, I just thought that it seemed to be. Well, I was reading stuff while you were there, and it seemed to be sort of being set up as it's probably the last time he's going to come and do something like this. Maybe with his career, you can going say off in that. Films, but, but everyone always comes. back. Yeah, they always come back for something, don't they? People can have the bitterest of. Mm-hmm. Um, lawsuits against WWE really, and they'll still come back when there's money to be made so yeah um, I'll believe it when I see it mm-hmm. I'll believe anyone retires when I see it yeah the next match was the match that they normally do just to put in like extra people on the card uh, so it's a four way tag match um, it's the Street Profits uh, defeating Braun Strowman and Ricochet defeating 
Alpha Academy and defeating the Viking Raiders. Okay. Um, this was an eight-minute match, which was just basically everyone getting their shit in. So if you had a move, you probably did it during this match. Um, like highlight for me, probably one of the best things of the night is Braun Strowman is a big, 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 big guy. He's a big fellow, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, big fellow with a beard. Um, you probably, <laughs> if, if it's yeah. on the street, we'd probably say one of yours. <laughs> yes, probably. Um, and someone from the Street Profits, um, with every tag team, the successful tag team, there's someone who they think is going to be the successful one and someone who's going to be like the one who fades ah, into the background okay. once they split yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And Montez Ford is definitely the guy in the Street Profits that everyone thinks is going to be successful. And I kind of feel sorry for Angelo Dawkins because he is thought of as being the... They normally use the example of being the Shawn Michaels and the Marty Jannetty, who were the rockers in the 80s and 90s. And Shawn Michaels went on to um, become the like the Mr. WrestleMania, having the best match every year. And Marty Jannetty... I've, I've not heard of him. <laughs> ...ends up doing very odd Facebook posts that, oh, right. that where he later claims he was hacked. Oh, no. Yes. One of those. Oh. <laughs> I wish we could go into that, but I think it's probably something that's litigious. But... Um, but Braun Strowman was running around the ring just taking out everyone and Angela Dawkins absolutely wiped him out and the whole crowd just erupted at seeing this massive man being taken out by a guy smaller than him which is kind of what wrestling's all about like mm. you want to see people who are small beating up people yeah, who are big yeah. and the other dogs getting beaten this was a really surprisingly good match like, like I said it was just everyone getting their shit in but yeah Next was Seth Rollins defeating Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. Which you had previously, in our preview, you had talked about sort of Logan Paul being a real talent. and, and Annoyingly and, so. Yeah, yeah, he's like really surprising. And Seth Rollins had been doing his Joker act, hadn't he? Yeah. Uh, which was getting a little bit tiresome. How, how did it go? I mean, Seth Rollins is annoying, but he is one hell of a wrestler. And Logan Paul, as we know, is annoying, but he's one hell of a wrestler. This was kind of subdued for the first part of it because the big screen went off. Oh, right. So so did people not quite know what was happening? And was there a bit of yeah, a, like, you like, know, that sort of chatting we could an st- audience? We could still see what was going on, mm-hmm. but the people at the very, very top, like, no way. It was like two ants yeah, yeah, walking yeah. around a matchbox. Um, and then all halfway through the match the screen came back on and everyone cheered and I'm like what the wrestlers do at this point maybe they can't hear or oh, they, they will just hear. carry on they will hear because you so. can see them like pay attention right. but then I suppose the professionals yeah, have just done they just that. carry on Logan Paul this is the most commercial Wrestlemania has ever been like just make that clear mm. And it, for reasons which is interesting, which we'll come to, yeah. Um, so Logan Paul came down with a guy in a mascot Prime bottle suit. Rolls eyes. <laughs> um, and the Prime bottle stuck around during the match, so everyone was like looking, going, that's either going to be just a nobody who's getting the shit kicked out of him, or it's going to be someone in the suit. Someone like famous. And yeah. I thought it might be his brother or someone like that. Okay. As it turns out, um, the... The prime bottle interfered, and it was KSI who is. Do you know any idea? No, I've, uh, for people at home, my little face has gone what, and my hands have come out in a sort of a. <laughs> so K- KSI is a British YouTuber, right? Who was kind of the first one to start having boxing matches, right? And had a boxing match against Logan Paul. Okay, uh, and that was one of the first big ones that took place. 
and but they're now business partners and so they're partners in, in they, creating they're, prime the prime drink yeah yeah um yeah he got pulled onto a thing whilst he got pulled onto a table whilst um logan paul was gonna dive off for an elbow I, I, funny question but did people know that was like if i was there with you that surprise wouldn't have been meaningful to me at all did other people did people in the crowd know who that was is it just a generational thing where i just don't watch people on youtube so how would i know who he is a significant amount of people did yeah right. yeah i mean these are what kids now watch as opposed to yeah like, telly you know as opposed to watching top of the pops with like, it yeah. <laughs> they're missing out yeah like you know if Nicky Campbell came out in 1994 <laughs> yeah, yeah, or uh, yeah. Simon Mayer then we'd be like oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 like I was like I don't know who that is I don't know who that is I don't know who that is and then all of a sudden it kind of clicked yeah okay so yeah pram bottle it must be, I know of him rather than know who he is um, weirdly you used to do you used to do videos with do you remember when I was really into FIFA yes and there was a Scouse guy called Andy who... Yes, yeah. he used to play the games. Yeah. yeah. They used to do videos together. Oh, right. So it's that sort of era, And right? now he's... Well, I mean, he's now gone on to bigger and better things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now he's um, been cancelled by the internet for being an idiot. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It happens, yes. doesn't it? Yes. How, how, how the mighty fall. Mm. Uh, next was the six-woman tag team match of Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch defeating Damage Control of who are Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. Um, have you heard of Trish Stratus and Lita? No, I haven't. Okay, so they were two. They were two female wrestlers that were around in the late nineties and early two thousands, and they were the first two people that kind of brought. There were better wrestlers at the better women's wrestlers at the time, but they were the two that kind of brought the brought the credibility to the division. Like they had a main event on Raw, which was the first time two women had ever main evented on a WWE TV show, and they there have been better wrestlers at the time, but they definitely raised the bar for charisma and um, showbiz, like star power in the women in women's wrestling, and. Women's wrestling is something where it, you know, sometimes it gets better, sometimes it gets worse, and sometimes they treat it seriously. But now there is, now it is seen on a par with the men's men's division, um, and yeah, um, so they've come. They've both retired in the mid two thousands, but they came back. This was probably the worst match of mm, the both nights. Lita looks like someone who hasn't wrestled full time for five years. She looked she looked off the pace, unfortunately. Um, but look, it was it was fun. Like there were good people when Bailey and Becky Lynch were in there under Kotakai and Eosky. Like it was a great, it was a good match, but it wasn't it it wasn't that much fun. Okay, uh, when Lita was in, or to a lesser extent, Trish Stratus. Next, we had Rey Mysterio defeating Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> yes. Prison Dom. In... I remember this from the preview. It's one of the big things that I remember from the preview. I was doing the socials for the preview and I was putting it out and sort of saying, oh, look, this is what we've talked about in, in the preview. And um, Prison Dom was just stuck in my mind the whole time, so I kept mentioning it. So, yeah, he came out in uh, from the back of a police van, oh, uh, handcuffed through the crowd. Um Rey Mysterio came out in a low rider car um, in a tribute to Eddie Guerrero, who died in the mid two thousands. There were 
who is a he's from Texas, but he was he's an Hispanic wrestling star. And oh my god, when it came out with oh, Snoop Dogg was driving the car oh, as well. Of course he was. Yes. Yeah. Why, yeah, why yeah. wouldn't you? And, and you've just forgotten that. Yeah. yeah. Small because, point. Yes. It's just, you know, it's just WrestleMania. Yeah, it's WrestleMania. Normal. That's what yeah, happens. Of course he is. Um, yeah, the crowd just erupted because they played a bit of Eddie Guerrero's theme music. Okay. And yeah, um, hugely, hugely um, Latino, Latino and Latina um, audience um, in the, certainly in my section and all around because um, Bad Bunny, who, have you heard of him? No. So he's the most listened to artist in the world. He does um, largely Spanish language rap music. And he he was on guest commentary for the Spanish announcers. Also massive pop from the crowd. He interfered at the end and stopped Dom from using a chain to beat his dad. Setting up probably a match in uh, the next pay-per-view because he's wrestled in the past. So, okay. um, yeah, he's a big, he's becoming out. He was in Bullet Train as okay, well. Okay, so he's yeah. crossed over into various yeah. media. Also, that match was brought to you by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Ooh. Why? How? What? What was it? Just no relevance. It was just yeah. Did they throw it around the ring? No, but there was a anthropomorphic anthropomorphic um, cinnamon Cinnamon toast toast. (laughs) walking around the ring, which it turns out was played by Sol Ruka, who was one of the NXT wrestlers. (laughs) I don't understand. I just don't get it. Of all the matches as well. Sponsored by Cinnamon. That is bizarre. Oh, it gets better. Okay, it gets better. Um. In the what we thought might be the main event, sorry, we yeah, yeah what we yeah, thought might be the main we, event of the night. Yeah. Um, Rhea Ripley defeated Charlotte Flair to win the title. As I said, I wasn't looking forward to this match mainly because I've seen enough Charlotte Flair, and certainly enough of Charlotte Flair being champion. Um, but they these two absolutely brought it. Um, it was kind of a slow start to the match, but probably have to build up. But by the end, everyone was on their feet for the win. It was it was really memorable and probably the best women's match they've had certainly at WrestleMania for a long, long time. So yeah, absolutely brought it. Um, then the Miz and Snoop Dogg came out, the hosts of WrestleMania and the dog father of WrestleMania, um, and we had a surprise match of the Miz versus. Pat McAfee. Oh, okay. Who's that? Pat McAfee. I thought I was glad you asked. Mm-hmm. Is a he's a former American football star. He was a kicker for the Indianapolis Colts. I'm surprised you've not heard of him. No, I'm no, really yeah. surprised. Yeah. But then he's he's got into sports broadcasting. He's I think he's got a podcast. He's got a YouTube show. Hasn't, hasn't everyone got a yes. podcast? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So he came out. They had a short match. It was like four minutes. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Another American football star helped Pat McAfee win. Okay. But yeah, it was, was a little it fun, fun match. Fun yeah. sort of thing, Pat McAfee's yeah. previously mm. been a commentator, done a bit of wrestling, wrestled mm. Vincent Mann last year on oh, wrestling. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it was fun, it was fine. Um it was We get fine, a bit really. tired by that. Point. Yeah. But then we had the main event, mm-hmm. which was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeating the Usos uh <laughs> to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. Uh like I got a Sami uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens t shirt. Um, it, everyone wanted them to win because previous, as we discussed mm-hmm. in the preview yeah. podcast, like it's one of the best storylines that the company's ever done. And yeah, they just brought it. Um, this is Dave Meltzer's f- f- first five star match of the event, um, which he's only done like 
it's one person's opinion, but it is used as a barometer throughout the industry of like quality of matches. Okay. For whatever reason. So yeah, it's, I'm, I'm quite. He's only done like two hundred and fifty ever in the history of wrestling. So and only about like probably about twenty of those for WWF. Okay. So it, it's quite rare to have yeah, one, right. and it's quite a thing to see one. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, it's one person's opinion, and that there's plenty of matches. But it's exciting, isn't yeah. it, for you to be able to say, well, Dave Meltzer says this was a five-star match, and I saw it, and I can have an opinion on it as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and that was, yeah, that was, oh, yeah, it paid off the night perfectly. Um, it was what the right thing. What time did it finish? <laughs> Sorry, this is such a me question. Were you tired? How what time did it finish? <laughs> well, I was tired because, I, like, it was... So I think it was probably about half past nine LA time. Okay, yeah. And what time did it start? Five o'clock. So in the afternoon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's not like one of those things where it's sort of like half eleven midnight and you're just thinking, I just want to get home now, yeah. No, but I um, was like only oh, I know two days were, out yeah, of UK time. Out of UK time, yeah. So but, um, yeah, yeah, I was, it was like four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning by the time I got to bed, <laughs> which was, yeah, it was tough. But yeah, um, I was... People were looking at me during the most exciting points of matches going, why is that guy yawning? <laughs> yes. Yes, jet lag's a bitch. But yeah, um, people were raving about this this event after night one. And I know some people were... Some people just leave it to the last minute to buy the tickets because on the thought that they would go down in price because there's plenty of tight, touts that will keep tickets and probably have got them left over to get rid of. So if you have the nerve to do it, um, it's really like you can you can get some real bargains if you have the nerve to fly all the way to LA and leave it till a half an hour before the event to get the tickets. What this did was those people were absolutely screwed the next night because this was such a good first night that the prices went up oh, on the really? secondary market. Wow. So people were saying I've listened to the WrestleMe podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and they were they got really good seats for 200 quid for the first night okay and the same thing the next night were like 1200 dollars for uh yeah that's amazing yeah. but it shows how good the night one was because then the the requirement for night two tickets had just shot up then yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. um the bus that got there like <laughs> The bus that took us there, I got took the WrestleCon bus, which mm-hmm. WrestleCon is a big convention that invites loads of performers in so you can get your photo taken or an autograph with them and they do like loads of other events associated with it. And if you've ever want to see someone go through the stresses of trying to get 12 different buses from a hotel to an event with a set start time in LA traffic because mm-hmm. LA is just the worst traffic I've ever been in. Okay. Like, everything moves slowly. Oh, really? Yeah. And the buses were late getting there and people were starting to get panicky and yeah. I got there quite early so I was queued up. I was on the second bus so that was okay but you could see people like arriving and going, oh God, is that the queue? Someone came along and said, um, someone came along pushing pushing someone in a wheelchair saying, is this the queue for, the ta- for a taxi? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, someone said, no, it's the queue for the bus to rest. I'm like, oh, okay, right, oh, I must be out the front then. And I looked down and it was a former wrestler who was in the oh, wheelchair, Lex Luger. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, it, those, these are the kind of weird things that you mm, see at WrestleCon. Mm, yeah. Um, you see people walking around just having a snack and it's like, oh, that's Brutus the Barber Beefcake. What's <laughs> <Such mock. laughs> 
<laughs> but I got to the second night um, about an hour before the <laughs> doors opened. After oh, yeah, did you? is so, that because you thought that you needed to get there a bit earlier? They booked did the just... buses earlier, right? Okay. So I, knowing that people would get there earlier, I got there a little bit earlier again, yeah. and I was still on the first bus. Any, I was on the first mm. bus in that case. But give was... you enough time to wander around and have a good look at. That's things, exactly it. Yeah, yeah, I walked around. It's a really, it's a really beautiful stadium, and it's in a really nice area. And then I managed to get in, um, and drink too many beers because I drank spent far too much money and then sent you <laughs> had a couple of beers and sent you a text just saying I love you very <laughs> yes, much did. yes I remember that thank you I told everyone I messaged my friend well I was speaking to my friends the other night oh I had people round as well and I was just saying oh yes Mark must have had a few beers last night because I got a drunken text message from him in the middle of the night oops but it's very sweet Yes. It was very sweet because I then woke up at five o'clock with our son and then woke up to this lovely message saying, thank you for letting me come to this, essentially. So it was essentially that, was it? Thank you for allowing me to come to this I event. Think, yes, I think that's probably it. <laughs> I was all rueful and... Yeah. Well, it was be really nice, actually, because that was, like, the last night and... Yeah. Well, not the last night of you being there, but that was the last... No, it was the last night of me being there as was well. Was it the last one? Yes. Oh, right, okay, God, I've... I've I, because I keep misplacing the next night, where the, the next night I was on a flight. You back, were on a flight, so yeah. It wasn't last night for yeah. me, but it was. But yeah. yeah, it's sort of like the the end, isn't it? The the big denouement of yeah. like match, not match two, but the second night. Yeah, I don't know the the words. Night one. <laughs> yeah, night there you two. go. Yeah, but the second night. Um, so it started off with Brock Lesnar defeating Omos. I don't know Omos. I Omos know Brock Lesnar. is seven foot four. Right. Um, ni- like a Nigerian giant. Okay. Is kind of how he's known. Um, this was a five minute match, but it was two big guys beating the shit out of each other. Mostly Omos defeating, like beating the shit out of Brock Lesnar and then Brock Lesnar just picking and up just, one at the end. Yeah, yeah, he just does that, doesn't he? I've seen him before. He just, he can push someone with his little finger and then, oh, they've gone. Yeah, Brock Lesnar is probably one of the hardest people in the world. Mm. Like, he he had one amateur wrestling titles. Did um, you tell me once that he just lives in a shed? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He, he also went to the UFC after he left... Wrestling. Oh yes, I remember that. He nearly yeah. got into the NFL just by never playing amateur football, but just wanted mm. to try out as the NFL. Went to the UFC, won the UFC heavyweight title, then came back to wrestling. And he just lives in the wilderness in like Minnesota. <laughs> um, apparently, doesn't have a phone, so he just right. like the only person who I think Paul Heyman, who's the manager of um, Roman Reigns, used to be his manager, and he's like is his manager in real life. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a bit like. Let's talk about Bill Murray, like not having a mobile and yeah. just going to like this thing to pick up his messages once. I think Brock Lesnar's the same. Mm-hmm. He just lives and hunts and like keeps himself to himself. Mm-hmm. Him and his wife Sable, who was a former WWE Women's Champion, um, okay, back in the days when it wasn't as respected. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think they just go and live out there, and he goes and wears his cowboy hats and um, goes and, yeah goes goes hunting, and then occasionally mm. checks in with Paul, who tells him where he needs to be. But this is two people, two big blokes hitting each other, which is always fun. Next one is the let's get all the women on the card. So Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler defeated Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia and Shotzi, and Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Um. Ronda Rousey and Shayna, I'm assuming were injured because they did square root of fuck all during this match. Um, like, it was weird because we were just watching them at the side. The camera wasn't concentrating on them, but they were both still just at the side, like, not even on the ring apron doing anything. And then they came in, hit a couple of people, and picked up the win. Interesting. Ronda Rousey's obviously mm. a big name. She's 
former UFC champion, made a name there. But um, yeah, it's she's previously headlined WrestleManias before, and she was the first, one of the first women to headline any you know a WrestleMania overall. But it was pro- probably the worst match of the night. Second five star Dave Meltzer match alert. Okay, um, Gunther, who was a big Austrian fella. Defeated Sheamus and Drew McIntyre to retain the Intercontinental no, Champion. No, not Sheamus and Drew McIntyre <laughs> representing Ireland and Scotland. Yes, yes. Um, so it was a big European, three big European brutes just beating the shit out of each other. Like they were slapping each other's chest, and you could hear it two hundred yards away where I was, like a firecracker. Wow, because you see it as well, don't you? So yes. Non wrestling fan, but like I, I when I see you watching it, and then you see like. The marks across the chest. Yeah. Like, you can really, really tell when they've been... But I remember seeing, like, um, Daniel Bryan with, like... like It looked like his chest was about to explode because someone had been slapping it so much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, it's... carry on. Little interlude there from me. Like, so many times... This is possibly my favourite wrestling match ever. And I've not watched this back with commentary on, so it might work out differently. But this was one of the best matches I've ever seen. Certainly, and possibly my favourite... Um, just like why though? Like just because it was um, athletic. It was, or... atle- it was athletic. There was drama, and there was big guys beating the shit out of each other. Um, it just worked on every level. There was um, there was a moment where Sheamus was beating the shit out of Drew McIntyre. The point, the story behind the match is that Sheamus has never won every belt in the WWE apart from the Intercontinental Title, so he wants it. His friend Drew McIntyre also wants it. And they've had a falling out because they were friends over. They had a falling out over it. But Walter has, sorry, Gunther, formerly called Walter, um, has held it for over a, for almost a year now, and like it is like thought of as being unstoppable at this point. And he's gonna be. He might be the person to beat Roman Reigns for the title. Spoilers oh, for later wow, on. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, there was one point where Sheamus was just beating on Drew McIntyre, just turned around and just every did a pose to the crowd and everyone just exploded. Um, it was the perfect thing of in-ring action and also crowd involvement. Everyone was invested. Everyone was into this match. And yeah, it's second match, second of the of the weekend to get a Dave Meltzer five stars, which that would is... be interesting to watch it back and see the difference. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch yeah. them. I'm going to watch yeah. them. Um, just yeah, just, I'm all wrestled out for the moment. <laughs> it's alright, well, I'll get you the DVD. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Blu-ray is that? It's out fifth yeah. of May. It's <laughs> advertising the program. Uh, Bianca Bella um, retained the women the Raw Wins title against Asuka. I'm surprised at that. I think a lot of people wanted Asuka to win. Um, she's recently had a character change, turned into this... You know Asuka, don't you? Do I? She's a Japanese wrestler. She won the Royal Rumble one year and then went against... She was undefeated for like two years throughout the whole of WWE and went against Charlotte Flair. Did she wear a lot of pink and yellow? And yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite, yeah. And she used to just have like this little bit of makeup and now she's got like this psychotic clown makeup and bit of a change to a character. Everyone thought she was going to do it, but yeah, no. It was, it was a good match. It wasn't the best match, but there was a lot of um, there was a lot of families where the girls were dressed up as Bianca okay, Belair. Yeah. Um, and her entrance was actually 
um, a dance troupe all dressed as her coming in and there was this little girl who was dressed up and doing like contortionist stuff uh, like uh, again in tears like absolutely adorable and then I think during the press conference they announced that the little girl like her mum had died that morning or something like that but she still wanted to do it yeah, and I can't yeah. I can't deal with this. I just can't. And she, though she really wanted to do it for her mum and like yeah. but her mum had just died and like, bloody hell. Yeah. That's hard that's hard going mm. and I hope that was done for the right you know, my brain suddenly I hope it was done for the right reasons. I hope there wasn't any you know, I hope she she made that decision herself. I'm sure she did. She she didn't you wouldn't know she it from seeing yeah. it as under any duress or anything like yeah. that. So yeah. Um but yeah, <laughs> you're right to think yeah. to worry about that. Then came the moment of the night. Go on then. So the Miz and Snoop Dogg come out again. Of course. Sorry, I've forgotten about them. The Miz says, Oh yeah, who's gonna challenge me now? Who's gonna challenge me now? Out comes Shane McMahon. Right. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't, but I'm not surprised. Um because I understand there are lots of things going on yeah. in the bit on the business side of WWE. Obviously it's up for sale, isn't it? So I knew things were mm. going on with that. Shane McMahon is the son of Vince McMahon, who owns WWE for anyone who's not aware. Um he is now in his fifties. He's he's had a few wrestling matches, and he's actually he has, I've seen him before. He's a really mm-hmm. like he's very athletic, he's like charismatic, yeah, very charismatic. Charismatic. Yeah. Um, he's now in his fifties, mm-hmm. and him and the Miz had a match. Um, oh God, was it an actual match? Or was yeah, it? Oh, it was an actual match. Yeah, yeah they had a match, mm-hmm. and um, they exchanged a few holds. Um, Vince, uh, sorry, Shane tried to do a leapfrog, <laughs> and. Tore his quad right away from his knee no. in the middle of this match in the middle of WrestleMania. Oh. oh no! So what do they do when that happens? Because that's obviously not. I've seen it before where it's almost like a feint, isn't it? Where yeah. you so oh the referee's going, come on, come on, get the stretches in, and everyone. And we all know they're absolutely fine, and they haven't been taken to Inverness Hospital. Um, but if something like that happens, what what occurs? Um, so in this instance, mm. Snoop Dogg saved WrestleMania. Right. I don't know quite what was planned and what wasn't planned as part of this match, but the Miz walked around going, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Oh my god!" Snoop Dogg stepped in the ring, mm-hmm. punched the Miz, <laughs> knocked him out, and then proceeded to do the rocks finishing move a people's elbow on him. Okay, whilst is that to distract people? Yeah. From- the medics that are coming in. I'm sure and... that at least part of this yeah. was planned at some point. Was, yeah. But for him to step up, to think mm-hmm. on his feet, mm-hmm. and I don't know, someone must have had a wedding this year. Mm-hmm. Apparently you could hear the referee saying, people's elbow, people's elbow. But right, okay. just stepped up. I mean, I've no doubt mm-hmm. that the, that Snoop Dogg was probably <laughs> Im- imbibing <laughs> certain, a lot of his favourite substances That's that night. Yes. Yeah. But, but that normally makes you quite sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> It's quite good to think on your feet. Creative thinking, though, that's the other thing, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, a lot. And this was... That's good. I mean, is he all right? Is Shane McMahon okay? I mean, no, he's he's, he's torn a quad away from his knee. So, yeah, he's he's going to need surgery, you think. Funnily enough, his his old man did the same thing. Um, Really? Yeah, about 12 years ago. Um, 
Storm to the Ring. It's probably longer now I'm thinking about it. God, it was 2005, so... Don't leapfrog when you're 50 or then. Yeah, there was a match where something went wrong. So it was a Royal Rumble match and something went wrong and two people... One person was supposed to like hang on to a rope, but both went out at the same time. So Vince McMahon stormed down to the ring and in doing so, tore both his quads. So he was like... So yeah. painful. Ooh, and of course, that? did the thing of trying to stand up and just crumpling. Mm, just, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Snoop Dogg saved WrestleMania. Um, next was Edge defeating the demon Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell match. Oh, my, my, my friend Finn. Your, your friend, yeah. My friend, yes. Yeah, a few years ago, you, um, you, you were in a pub. Of course, I was out on a works night out that had gone on far too long. And um, part of the part of the group would would split off. So part of the group had wanted to go to like a trendy place that did like popular music. Yeah. And part of us wanted to go to an old band's pub that and, that did sort of a bit of rock and a bit of metal. And you sent you sent me a text saying, "There's wrestlers in the pub." There's wrestlers. NXT had had an event at the yeah. arena. And you said, "Sammy Zayn's in the pub." <laughs> And I was like, you need to get a photo of it. And you sent me a photo, and it wasn't a photo of Sami Zayn, it was a photo of Finn Balor. I told Finn Balor that you, I said to him, given that I'd been out for quite a while by this point, and I just looked up at him and went, you're my husband's favourite wrestler, thinking he was Sami Zayn, having no idea what Sami Zayn looked like, and having no idea who this guy was. But it was because, as we were going in, some girls were at the top of the stairs, and they had said something along the lines of, oh my God, Sami Zayn. They mustn't have been, obviously they weren't talking about Finn Balor, but they were obviously talking about wrestlers, yes. generally. And I had just put two and two together and made 75. But an exciting photo. And it I, was. At least I didn't say to him, oh Sammy, you're my husband's <laughs> favourite wrestler. I just said, and I was very polite, and all of us got our photo taken with him. <laughs> Know who he was, <laughs> but it was that sort of evening. And bless him, I mean, because he just—I mean, it was a fairly quiet pub as well. Mm. It wasn't the sort of place you go to where you want people to notice you. Yes, he was—he'd just gone there after the event, and he probably just wanted a quiet like. But I mean, Blumen Alley's big. He's yes. a big. I mean, you. And he's not that big. Not, That's the other but, thing. But he's—I remember at the time. Obviously, this many years ago, but I remember at the time thinking, "Wow, what a present!" He was very yeah. quiet. He was very almost like not shy but yeah. just very very like not big or show busy or anything like that he just was taking it all in his stride he wasn't getting annoyed by all these drunk people coming up to him and you know he would take a photo and then the next person the next person and he was ju- just wanted a quiet drink so i really you know you kind of think everyone always people always have a bad night there's always going to be a night where you're just like i can't be arsed with this but you do you can kind of tell a person in that profession by the way that they just generally deal with the general public and I remember thinking that night oh he's gonna have a great career and he's a nice guy because he's dealt with us in a very professional and very sort of very calm manner so I've always had a bit of a soft spot for him but now he's a demon apparently you're telling me I'm still pissed off that wasn't there (laughs) I know I know so yes, he occasionally dresses up as a demon rather than himself to come out to the ring. Like the predator. Yes, he's that's got, exactly. Like, the, yeah. the hair hasn't he? Like a headpiece. Yeah. So to start off with, um, so there was a video that started showing before this, and 
the crowd like got up because we knew it was the Hell in the Cell match. We knew that it was except the penultimate match, and we knew that something big was coming. It's probably going to do some big entrances because it's Hell in a Cell. We've got the demon and everything like that. And the video that that started turned into promotion for the Pope's Exorcist movie. Oh, you're joking! Boo! <laughs> Biggest boos of the night. Just everyone turned on it. Cut, I really want to see that film. As cut well. to a video of. Russell Crowe, yeah, <laughs> spouting things in oh. hell. As well. uh, Couldn't hear anything sexist. because everyone was booing. Yeah, <laughs> every single person. Oh, he will be chewing the scenery in that film. There's been quite a lot of discourse on Twitter about it, and I've missed quite a lot of it. Apart from seeing people say, "There's been a lot of discourse about it," and a lot of people go to say, "It's the sort of film I absolutely love. I love any sort of exorcism film, and it's the Pope's Exorcist as well. It's just great." It's got a lovely, all the religious vibes, the exorcism, brilliant. And Russell Crowe. Yes, yes, and Russell Crowe. So they shoved that in there before this match. Was there any, was there a, a religious theme or exorcism? No, or but... Catholicism? No, but Edge used to be like a like a vampire at certain points. Oh, okay. He used to hang around with some vampires. Well, I suppose if Finn Balor's being a demon as well, yeah. maybe that's the link. I don't know. So this match, we thought was going to go on longer, but at one point, everything just stopped, and the camera turned to Edge, who looked like he didn't know what to do, and we're like, what's going on, what's going on? And then we saw blood pouring out from Finn Balor's head all over the mat. Do you want to see a picture? Yeah, go on. Because he's normally in quite a bit of makeup as well. Yeah, well, that was the problem. You couldn't quite you see, it. see it. You just saw the blood mm. coming all over the um, ring. So he posted this afterwards with the phrase, it was just a flesh wound. Oh, wow. So he has an incredibly large laceration to his skull. Yes. Where, and that is, that's incredibly deep. And yeah. you're able to pull it apart and see see within. So you had 14 yeah, staples wow. put in yeah, during the match. That's huge. Yeah. Which is, I mean, a hell of a thing. I mean, I mean like that's there's... a he- that's a, a major head injury. Yeah. So how did on... that happen then? Because that, that, like I say, it's a lacerated. So edge through so a ladder and it hit him uh, on the top of the head. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And split him mm-hmm. open. Um, so they managed to stop the bleed in. Mm-hmm. They managed to do, I think, probably about five to ten minutes more. But is there not a quick sorry, lawyer? Um, is there not a question when something like that happens that that should be the end rather than five to ten minutes more? When someone's got that level of head injury, shouldn't it not be a minute of maybe covering it over and then we finish rather than ten minutes where you could have a, a major you know a concussion or brain damage? Do you so know what I mean? they will do concussion checks. Mm-hmm. At the time, um, and that amount 100%. of blood loss. Um, well, yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. yeah. Any other event, probably, sir. Like certainly, just a random show in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. If that happens, yeah, they will end the match there and then. Whether they should carry on when yeah. injured for WrestleMania, um, it's a debate that probably is worth having. But it would be very tough to just end that. There, you could tell it went on. It finished early because. Yeah. There was a hell of a lot of pissing about afterwards, and mm. people like they showed the whole of um, 
Seth Rollins' entrance from the night before oh, for, for some reason. We're like, just, why? Is she showing that trailer for the Pope's Exorcist again? Well, maybe so. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, I mean, we also had um, an advert for Mike's Harder Lemonade. Um, What's that? Uh, I think it's like Hooch. Oh, right, like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was during, that was before the uh, Seamus Drew McIntyre Gunther match. Mike's Harder Lemonade. Wow. So I think it's even more alcoholic. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this, this this was really hampered by the stoppage and the blood and the fact that they, they just tried to get the shit in. Um, Finn went off the top. it all up and get it all off the, off the um, what's it called? The, Canvas. Thank you, yeah. Well, interestingly, like, when you're there, you can see, like, the guys come down and, like, they rolled up the canvas and put, like, there must be another ve- another, another thing one. underneath yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So able to just, it's a really okay. tight ship. They just take it down, replace it, mm. and then move on whilst video packages are going. Right. And then finally, the main event. Everyone was so sure that Cody Rhodes was going to finish yeah. the story by winning the world title. Yeah. So when as Cody Rhodes was coming down... Ben sat next to me. Hi, Ben, if you're listening. Um, said to me, oh, the problem is about this, like, you kind of want some kind of doubt in your mind. I'm like, well, you know, there is, like, 5% chance that, like, Roman's going to return. And then Cody came and, like, spe- like saw his wife and child at ringside and gave his belt to the son of a wrestler who died a couple of years ago who okay. was there as a guest of the family. And I was like, he's not winning. So you just knew at that point? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why? Because they would do that. Like, typically, if he was winning, you do that at the end. Mm. Yeah. Something just, there was just a feel to it. Okay. Um, and yeah, I was I was absolutely sure of so that. So that was it? You just sort yeah. of knew from that point on? People have said this was an awful, awful decision to have Roman Reigns win. And, like, I... I think it would be a better story for Cody to win. However, I do find it absolutely hilarious when they do these things against all logic. And, yeah, I, part of me just wanted to laugh when that happened. I mean, the the air deflated from the stadium, like, and people were just leaving. Okay, yeah. But, boy, is it something that you're going to remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's... There's so many stories going around about Cody always knew that he wasn't going to win the title there. Um, that's not my how I would think he would do the promos if that was the case. I mean, it's not the worst example of the weekend. Like they, there was a tag team where one of them passed away in a car crash uh, a few months ago, okay. and his brother um, challenged for the Ring of Honor TV title, um, and. It was thought of as a memorial show for the Jay Briscoe. They were handing out like black armbands to the crowd when they were coming in, and Mark Mark Briscoe lost. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think interesting decisions. Yes, interesting decisions, definitely. How did you feel about it? Did you once you sort of knew he wasn't going to win? Did you lose interest in it, or did you just sort no, of like, it, just watch it? It was still a great match. Yeah. It was still an awesome match. Um, because they still, still like. You still don't know. Um, we saw... So, Solo Sokoa, who is a member of the Bloodline, was ejected by the referee, thrown, away, thrown out. And then we could see him coming through the crowd. So we're like, oh, he's coming back. And I was like, right, that's definitely it. He's losing them. I still want him to win, but I still found it funny that he didn't, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because it's an audacious move to end a show on such a downer as that. They don't tend to do it. They tend to do the big good news story and the thing. But yeah, um, yes. So before we finish, you were talking about the commercialisation. No, obviously it's a commercial event, so yes. it shouldn't be a surprise that there is commercialisation because of yeah. course there's going to be. But you said you'd come back to that later on. So what what was it in particular that you were thinking about? Well, funnily enough, as I was queuing up for the bus... I was checking Twitter just to see what was happening and found out that WWE had been merged with UFC. Mm. So, do you, how much do you know about this? It's only as much as you've told me, to be honest with you, okay. which is about that much. So, yeah, um, WWE, WWE has been for sale for a little while. Um, it's kind of a perfect storm in that someone, their commercial deals are coming up with TV. Um, so Fox, they have Smackdown that's on Fox and Raw and NXT that are on USA Network which is owned by Comcast and they're both up the both contracts are up for renewal at the end of this year or beginning of next year and so if there was going to be a buyer it, there was a good chance it would be a media company that would yes. be buying them Yeah, yeah. so therefore it made sense to be looking into a sale at this point it is so it's been up for sale, there's been speculation, there's been plenty of people have said, is it going to be Comcast? Because Comcast pays a lot of money for these rights, and is it a case of just buying rather than renting? Yeah. Uh, the Saudi Investment Fund, which owns yeah. our, our local football team, local football team. were yeah. named at one point as being the, the buyers. Yeah, um, turns out that wasn't the case, obviously. Yeah. And yeah, um, so Endeavour, who own UFC and professional bull riders association and a couple of other things they're also come from a talent agency Mm -hmm. so it's owned by or headed up by um ari emmanuel okay do you know that name at all no no i don't know at all he's a super agent um ari gold who is jeremy piven's character in um entourage is based on him okay um so he's the head of this company they have split UFC away from Endeavour but this into a company that's going to be named and it's going to be owned by 50, 51% by Endeavour and 49% by the current shareholders okay. of WWE. So it's going to be one of the biggest sporting, if not the biggest sporting companies, like entertainment. Certainly in the fight world, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. this brings a whole new power of like, power of like negotiation with them, yeah. whereas they are negotiating for their new TV deal. Mm. Um, there's going to be a lot of people who lose their jobs because you don't need two payrolls anymore. You don't need... Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know whether I'm excited or not. Like, it's... UFC suffered in the past few years. However, it's become a bigger commercial thing. And the, the fact they've struggled is because they've... UFC is 100% based on creating stars. And it, since Conor McGregor decided yes. he wanted to um, get into fights in pubs yes. and make whiskey rather mm. than rather than necessarily concentrate on fighting. They've not necessarily had the stars that no, like the true. marquee yeah. stars. I mean you probably couldn't name any UFC no, fighters on no, the I, I could have done a few years yeah. back. Yeah. I struggled to be perfectly honest yeah. and we used to watch UFC all the time. Yeah. But what what this will do is probably take them up to the next level. Like mm. WWE is a content creating machine. Yes. Um you know they they take home close to half a billion dollars a year just on TV and yeah. media rights. 
Um, and that doesn't count like the live events or any uncommercial yeah. ventures such as advertising and stuff like that. But yeah, um, it's going to be a tough one. Um, the big concern now is that Vince is back in power. Mm. Um, the little tash. The raw after WrestleMania is normally like the big reset for the next year, yeah. and it was not a well thought out show. There is speculation. Vince was backstage driving the show from the what they call the gorilla position, which is just behind the curtain. It used to be an old wrestler called Gorilla Monsoon who traditionally sat there, so it's known as Gorilla. Um, there were lots of rewrites at the last minute. Triple H is still the chief content officer or chief creative officer, but everything now has to go through Vince McMahon. Right. Smackdown was a better show, and funnily enough, Vince McMahon wasn't there. But in all the interviews, um, Ari Emanuel has blown a lot of smoke up Vince's arse and said, mm. yeah, oh, yeah, I needed him there to be there, whereas I'd kind of hoped he would just mm. go and retire somewhere yeah. quietly and let us move on to the next mm-hmm. next generation. But yeah, I mean, rich people earned it. Some different rich people different, earned it. Yeah, it is. It, um, it feels um, very succession. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and who, Vince now has to answer to someone. Mm-hmm. Now it's... Ari Emanuel does not, has not got where he is by being daft. Yeah. And who knows yeah. if he sees... There's speculation that wrestlers are now saying they're going to look at their options, they're yes. going to wind down the contracts. Yeah, they're... yeah. With, with any sort of takeover, with any sort of merger, that is going to happen at the time because it's changed. So yes. people go, okay, what's the new... You know, what's the incoming administration going to be like? Yeah. Do I fit within that? Is it time for me to go? Was I thinking about going anyway? was I promised things by other people that now I'm not going to have, you know, I'm going to have to start all the way from scratch again. Am I going to be liked by the new people coming in or are we just completely at odds? Yes. So I think it it wouldn't matter whether it was Endeavour or someone else. Everyone was going to be looking at, right, okay, where do I fit in? So I don't don't find that surprising. But yeah, I think there is a definite feeling that certainly the women Mm. um, are uncomfortable with Vince being back in charge, mm-hmm. given the situation. I mean, who knows? Who knows what, what's true and what's not yeah, true? Course, but, yeah. yeah. Difficult, isn't it? Um, yeah, but, yeah, exciting times. Yeah. Like, it's nice to have something exciting. Because, like I said, like as I've said before, what happens backstage is often far more interesting than what mm. happens front stage. So, um, yes. Before we go... Yes. I understand there is a question that's been sent in. Yes, we've got a question from one of our listeners. <laughs> That listener being Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Chris, who's been on um, our main podcast before, on the Honeymoon Period podcast before, because Chris knows everything there is to know about Indiana Jones, and we had him on when Harrison Ford decided to pop up in our neck of the woods to film Indiana Jones 5. He did, yeah. Um, Isle of Destiny. IJ in the UK, part of the IndyCast. Yep, absolutely. So, um, Chris's question is, and I've held on to this for a while, so I'm very excited to finally release it to you. Chris's question is, Whatever happened to the Bushwhackers? Okay. What does this mean to you? Absolutely nothing. So the Bushwhackers were a tag team that were around in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, They were two blokes in their 40s who were from New Zealand and had shaved heads and wore camouflage trousers and vests and walked along like this. Oh no! And okay. everyone, like anyone who's yeah. like listening, will know who knows the Bushwhackers will know what I, what action I've just done. Right. They were kind of a kid targeted at kids 
um, uh, yeah, to tug at kids, they used to be daft and they used to lick each other's heads and lick the heads of children and the crowd. I don't think you'd get away with that. No, album. you wouldn't. Absolutely not. No. Um, and yeah, they used to... Back in the day, when they came on, I was like, oh God, it's the Bushwhackers. Since I've looked back, they used to be like one of the most violent tag teams going called the Sheep Herders back in, uh, like in the mid-80s. And they had absolute bloodbath matches. Kind of feels like the one way around. Like the kids-friendly thing should be the sheep herders and the bushwhackers should be the really ultra-violent team. Um, but apparently WWE came up to them, or WWF at the time, and said, oh, we're looking for um, a really sort of kid-friendly uh, thing. And they were like, no, I'm not interested. Like, oh, well, really, it's, yeah, it's really easy. You don't have to like fight really hard or anything like that. And we've got to put loads of merchandise on you. <laughs> like, yep, where do I sign? I'm in my 40s, here's my pension. And, yeah, so everyone seems to remember them. I don't quite understand so this why. this clearly is where the question comes from, yes. isn't it? It's like, oh, I remember the Bushwhackers. Tell me about the Bushwhackers. I, I don't remember them at all. I like, and I know the big names of yes. WWF as it was. So, yeah. So, so, so what happened to them then? So, I mean, well... Is it a terrible story? <laughs> is well... It, is it a story for our ages? So, Luke Williams, I saw last week at WrestleCon. Ah, okay. So he's getting his autographs and yeah. doing all of that sort of stuff yeah. and getting people to stand next to him and having photographs. There's a picture of them. Oh, wow, okay. Right, I see yeah. what you mean, yes. So you've seen one of them. I've seen one of them. Uh-huh. Oh, no, does that mean the other one is no longer with us? Butch died last, like on the second night of WrestleMania. Like, passed away last week. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, oh, is look, that why you've been looking so funny yes. at me with this question? Yes. I was like, what could have happened? What did one of the Bushwhackers do? You know, you have that feeling of yeah. like, oh, no, did they get into trouble? He was 78. Right, he, okay. Yes, he was, had a, <laughs> yes, he was an appropriate age. Because, let's be fair, like, mm-hmm. with wrestlers. That is quite a good yeah. age for wrestling. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I think the problem was, I think, and I think the reason is, they came, it was the people who were young in the late 80s that kind of hit the steroids, hit the recreational mm-hmm. narcotics, um, took painkillers to ease the pain and then took something else to get them up so they could go out on a night yeah. out because they're just stuck in hotels all the time. Mm. And that is why and I think probably the Bushwhackers were a little bit older and I imagine had a quieter life, even though they were in really, really violent matches and if you look at their heads, you can see the scars yeah, from being yeah. bladed and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they are. You know, they went into the Hall of Fame in the mid twenty tens. Like I said, they're really well thought of. But yeah. Um, well, Chris, what a relevant question you come up with! Wow, I can't believe that, that was a question. Because <laughs> I really did fear. Because I looked at you and I almost went, "Oh, should we cut this? Should we just like leave this alone?" No. Has one of them been sent to prison for a bad thing? You no, know? no. They were. I think they were more influential than they than they necessarily get credit for because people remember them as this kid friendly act, whereas. Yeah, they are. I think they're the only people to have had a five star Dave Meltzer match and a minus five star Dave Meltzer match because okay. they were dressed up as Doink the Clown and going round on. Um, as what the clown? A Doink the Clown. What's what's that? Oh, a Doink the Clown. So Doink the Clown was a wrestler in the mid, in the mid two thousands. Oh, because I would totally know that, wouldn't I? Yeah. So he was a clown. Right. So he started like he started off being like an evil clown who used to like go and like pop kid like give 
kids' balloons and then pop them and stuff well, like that. Well, they should pop them. Yes. Balloons are evil and shouldn't be allowed. I've got, you've got a weird <laughs> balloon I hate balloons. Thing. I yeah. hate balloons. Um, and then, of course, he turned a good guy. And, like, when he was really dark, doink, then that was great. <laughs> but then he turned into a good guy and had a, um, a, a little person come with him called Dink, who was also dressed as a clown. Right. And, yeah... It was it was everything that was that was everything that was wrong with WWE in the mid nineties. Mm, yeah, but it was actually a different person who played him at that point because the guy had been fired for. Oh, this yeah. Is, yeah. Okay. Let's stop there. <laughs> yes. I've had enough of Doink the Clown. Yeah. And, yes. But yes, Bushwhackers. Yeah. One no longer with us, and one at WrestleCon. They're of an appropriate yeah. age, and yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean. The, um, Luke is still... Stop saying they were of an appropriate age. Well, you have to just... You have to do that. Like, you know, you go around the early the early WrestleManias and it's like full matches are mm. now no longer with us. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, I can 100% say that Luke, Luke Williams um, uses um, some dye on his hair because it was pitch black, more pitch black <laughs> than it was in the 80s and 90s. Well, there you go, Chris. I hope your question was fully answered there. More of an answer than I thought we would get from a listener question, oh, actually. Be such an easy question as well. <laughs> I, <can't laughs> I thought it would be like a two-second thing, but no, it's you. I forget. No, I mean, they were both, yeah. Yeah, they were both advertised at being mm. there. And I, I thought, like, oh, there's only one there. But then he was quite frail at the Hall of Fame. So like that was, like, 10, like, 15, no, five years ago, six okay. years ago. <laughs> get your numbers right. Yeah. <laughs> Right, we have come to the end of our WrestleMania episode. Well, episode two of our WrestleMania episodes. The preview and the after party. There was one in between. There was uh, one in between, but forever lost. Yeah. I think this was better, genuinely. Like, I'm not being funny. This is probably an uh, conversation. last time, but yeah, which was a shame. It was just... Yeah. It was very rushed and I couldn't really hear you very well. Uh So, Because this time around I was thinking, I probably have heard this before, but I hadn't because I couldn't really hear you when we we were recording it live. So yeah, this is much, much better actually. I was able to go, oh yeah, I I didn't know you were talking about that. Um, Thanks everyone for listening, for tuning in. We've some amazing figures I know like you're not really meant to talk like in the podcasting world some of the, th- the things I hear is that you're not really meant to talk about like the number of people that tune in or like your figures or your stats or anything but like for us for a, just a little independent podcast that like we do this for fun it's really quite exciting for us when we see that we've got like our figures have sort of like shot up and the response that we've had from people so um I know this has um, made you think that we, we should really pivot into wrestle, wrestling podcasting now, haven't you, Lon? No, I think we always should have had done it in the first place. <laughs> and uh, yeah, But it has been very exciting to see that the numbers, uh, the numbers go up. So please don't leave us. Um, we do TV and film reviews and there are many, many wrestling references. With, with, we'll have to drop one in. Every it will be now. now. <laughs> to drop one in every... The difference yeah. is I've been putting them in for ages and you just don't pick up on them. I know, them. I just, I don't know. If you put the Bushwhackers references in, I wouldn't know, but I do now. Um, but yeah, in all seriousness, it's just been lovely to um, to have people responding to the, the pod and to have messages from people and just really lovely to, to hear from people and to have questions sent in and all of that sort of stuff. So yeah, um, if you're into your TV and film, please do stick around. We will be back 
with another episode covering all of the things that we've been watching. Mini Mark while he's been away in WrestleMania, me while I've been here and elsewhere watching programmes by myself. Yes. So yeah, we'll be covering things like Succession, Yellow Jackets, um, some of the films that we've been seeing recently. So yeah, please uh, come back. And if you've always been with us, thanks very much for listening. Uh, we really do appreciate it. I know we, we say it every week, but we, we really love doing the podcast. And so, yeah, thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at The Honeymoon Pod if you want to drop us a line there. And if you haven't already, please hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts because that means that whatever weird and wacky things that we're coming up with will just land in your podcasting app without you having to look for it. You just set it to auto-download so that even if you're not bothered, <laughs> we get, <laughs> yeah, still get the stats. <laughs> if you could set it to auto-download on wrestling episodes, that I'd appreciate even <laughs> yeah, more. Then, then Mark would be like, right, that's it then. Yeah. No more TV and film. We're we'll just wrestling. Forever. I know you're not interested, but we're doing it. <laughs> so yeah, thanks everyone. Thanks everyone. See you later. <laughs>